0: Hello, and welcome to episode 237 of SMARTS, which, as we all know, stands for...
1: Stargirl mashes all rotten teen stupid heads.
0: Ooh, very good.
1: Thank you very much. SMARTS. <laughs> no, stupid head is one word here.
0: Mm, I think it's a hyphenated at stupid best.
1: Stupid heads.
0: All right, very good. My name is Rudiger Q. Podcaster, a.k.a. Trevor, and your name is...
1: Julia Gulia of internet fame, dash podcaster.
0: Very good. Yes. So we don't have a lot of news this week. The only thing we have is there was a report that Warner Brothers has been in active negotiations with Henry Cavill to uh, return to the role of Superman. What? So there was all sorts of news stories going around about how after sort of the one-two punch commercially of Batman v Superman, which did okay, and Justice League, which didn't do that well, that the studio was going to try to like... Distance let, themselves. Let, let some of the less... less. um some of the aspects of the universe that fans seem less excited about, uh-huh. like this version of Superman, lay fallow for a while in favor of new characters like Shazam and characters that had gotten a positive fan response like Wonder Woman and, you know, to a certain extent, Aquaman also, right? right? Um, and then there was talk for a while that because Supergirl is popular on TV that they were going to pursue a Supergirl movie mm-hmm. and not have Superman. And then, of course... You know, minor spoilers for Shazam, there was the little quick Superman cameo at the end of Shazam, but it wasn't Henry Cavill. Right, even though he wanted uh, to do it. It was Zachary Levy stunt double because Henry Cavill, what they said was that that he couldn't make the schedule work, Mm -hmm. but then there were reports that there were like behind-the-scenes negotiations that had fallen through, and it seemed for a while that he was done with the role because he seemed sort of like... um, Heartbroken by it? Well, he seemed... He's always been sort of... He's always been... He's always carried himself in such a way that made it seem like he was really... Frustrated that it took as long as it did to get to like a more classic, brighter,
1: oh yeah, uh, version
0: of Superman, which is the Superman that he like that he's been looking forward to playing. Yeah, and you know we talked last week about how Zack Snyder had this five f- five film arc, and right? He, even he, with the, sort of the darker tone that he brought to those movies, would have gotten there eventually. It just would have taken five movies as opposed to three, which yeah. is what it took, you yeah. know, and what we actually got. But now that they got there, he was looking forward to playing that in a potential superman sequel and more justice league movies or whatever but then it didn't didn't happen happen, and it's been years um but now there are reports that they that they're sort of reconsidering and that they might that they're not going these reports say that they're not currently planning on going so far as to doing a new superman solo movie but that they're planning on using him kind of like nick fury or the hulk in the marvel movies where they haven't gotten their own Movies, at least in a while, in the Hulk's right, but case. But they appear but in, the in teen movies mm-hmm. or cameos or supporting roles, right? Like right. Nick Fury might only appear for five seconds, or he might have a significant role, like in Winter Soldier or the Avengers or whatever, right. right? So they might be deploying Henry Cavill in that same way. He might make a quick cameo in The Flash, or he might have a larger role in, say, like a world's finest style movie, which I guess is kind of what Batman v Superman was, but maybe something a little brighter than that. Right. Or he might appear in a significant supporting role in a potential Supergirl movie or something like that. Um, I mean, I would love a full-fledged, I'm not sure you'd want to call it Man of Steel too because of the baggage that that name has, but whatever you want to call it, just call it Superman, you know, yeah. call it Man of Tomorrow, call it whatever you're going to call it, Last Son of Krypton. Yeah. Um, and get, you know, get a like a sort of a more fan-favorite fan director on mm-hmm. board. I don't want mm-hmm. to say like uh, up until maybe a couple of years ago, you would have said someone like J.J. Abrams or someone like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just have it be like a fun... Fast paced action adventure movie. Yeah. Um. And I feel like you'd be all set. But I think that if they want to, like, just use him sparingly here and there, if he's up for it, I mean, I feel like a lot of actors would be like, no, I'm playing Superman. I have to be the star or nothing. But I think he's so excited to play that he would be so excited to play the character again yeah. that he'd be fine with just starting off with some supporting roles. And then if they're well received, they could build to a bigger thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Like kind of like how they, you know, like Black Widow had supporting roles and now she's getting her own movie. I think people would be excited that they announced a Nick Fury movie or something like that, you know, because it generate the fan support over years. Um, so yeah, I, so that's, this is the report. So I, I mean, it remains to be seen, but apparently it was, you know, verified with a couple of, you know, from a couple of places. So I think these negotiations are going on. It could be that they'll fall through or something, but I think it's heartening at least to to hear that it's happening because mm-hmm. I think that, I th- I think that he was he was really good in Man of Steel. Uh, in Batman v Superman, I feel like he just wasn't given enough to play. He was just sort of like in Man of Steel. At least he got to play different shades of the character. In Batman v Superman, he was really just kind of dour the whole time. Yeah. In Justice League, he got to be happier at the end once he came back. But that movie had other problems that kind of made it harder yeah. to see the, the positives. I'll be I'll be super curious to see, in in the Snyder cut super next year. Curious. Well, in the Snyder cut next year, where. You know, he comes back, but apparently they're, apparently Snyder was planning on doing what they did in the comics, which is kind of what Whedon did also, where he comes back and he's a little out of control for a while, but oh, they're planning right. on doing what he did where he comes back and he's got like the black suit and everything like yeah. he did in the comics, like yeah. the solar recharging suit or whatever. So he's going to do something different. It'll be fun to see that. But um, I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe there's been the se- fan sentiment has kind of come around a little bit where mm-hmm. after Justice League, everybody was like on the but the side of the fans and the studio were like, okay, let's... <laughs> Let's distance ourselves from that for a while. And now it's like, you know what? Maybe we will do the Snyder Cut. Maybe we will mm-hmm. bring Henry Cavill back. You know, I think it's, you know, obviously it's too late for Ben Affleck because they're already halfway done shooting the Batman with Robert Pattinson, right? Like right. he's he's out. But that was largely his choice anyway. Like he, you know, he had his own things going on and he, he didn't want to continue with that anymore. That wasn't the studio giving him the boot apparently. Um, I I mean, it, I think that this this is great because one, you know, we've said before that of all the critiques we might have with the movies that Zack Snyder did, he seems like the casting was across the board. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. So giving those actors a chance to continue. I mean, if all you got gotten, I mean, you know, Gal Gadot was pretty awesome in Batman v Superman too, but she didn't have a lot in that movie. If that had been all we got of her, you'd be like, yeah, she was, she was good, I guess. But mm-hmm. then we got Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and it was like a revelation, right? How good she was in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Same with Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Like he was fun in Justice League, but in Aquaman, he really got, we really got to, he really got to strut his stuff, right? Right. So I think that this is, this would be a great chance for Henry Cavill to spread his wings in a similar way. And I hope, I hope that this is true. And, you know, where they would deploy him, you know, would he appear in a potential third Wonder Woman movie or Flash or will they do some sort of limited team up movie? Yeah. You know, kind of like how the Captain America movies became essentially team up movies after a while. Yeah. Then they could kind of do something similar, you know, but maybe. I don't know maybe Aquaman 2 features other DC heroes or something I mean the comics do this stuff all the time obviously where it's a solo story but other characters pop up for five seconds to help out or to talk or whatever right heck he wouldn't even need to be like it could be you could just show up as Clark Kent or something like mm-hmm. they could have him show up as a reporter they wouldn't even they wouldn't even need to they wouldn't even need to bulk up for the suit or anything although I think that's basically his physique all the time because yeah. it's like every role he's in yeah. is a big action role and he's built you know so i think that's just his his regimen so i'm not sure he really needs a lot of notice to put on that that amount of muscle um but yeah i think this is good news i I hope that it ends up being true it could be a while before we hear anything further about this but i I hope that it's true
1: me too that's exciting
0: and that's really the only news this week oh so what was your comic of the week
1: so this week i picked everything that mark russell wrote is that his name? Mark Russell? Yes. Okay, good. Yay. I'm garbage with names. So I'm very happy that I remembered. Um, social commentary all the way for the win. So I picked um, Swamp Thing and uh, and I picked um, Batman. And I'm sure you only wrote down that I picked Batman Gotham Knights.
0: No, well, I well you. so you're picking Swamp Thing New Roots number six. And I picked Batman Gotham Knights oh, yeah? number six. So That's we can, awesome. We can both talk about both.
1: Yay. Um, I really enjoyed... Well, both of them. Duh, they were tied because I just couldn't get enough of the amazing story structure and the not so subliminal messages of um, doing the right thing and and the political commentary in the in the in the um, in what's you know important to society. And I just I really love I just love Mark Russell. I really do. Um, so in Gotham Nights. Um, we had the whole Joker line where he seeds chaos by um, promising to pay everybody's medical bills. And Gotham goes crazy with people making ridiculous and dangerous and sometimes criminal videos um, to win a contest every week. And so it's absolute mayhem and and, uh, the Joker didn't even lift a finger. Um, And then in the other one, um, in Swamp Thing, we get the commentary about you know, obviously nature, but also how. Uh, I don't know.
0: Also, just how b- close-minded b- billionaire-
1: people. Blow- yeah.
0: Wealthy businessmen with failing businesses get gets elected as president and yeah. decides to go golfing and uh, and. Uh, pr- yeah. Promise. Promised military reprisal they- against his enemies.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Gee, I wonder why that's unfamiliar or even relevant. Um, but so I mean, it, it was just it was just sweet. Um, to see the human side of of the problems um, facing people there and um, it was it was really satisfying to see how they were resolved at the end in both cases so yes
0: yeah I agree they're both really good I enjoyed the Batman one more I thought that had a really several really clever twists to it it
1: did yeah Um,
0: but yeah they were both really good so Mark Russell I think kind of like how Gail Simone was like five or six issues of the Flash digital series and then it became like it's going to be becoming an anthology. <laughs> um, I think that that was, that was his last Swamp Thing, but we have another Gotham Knights that he wrote. So maybe he's gonna do, maybe he's going to do a few more. I don't yes, know. Please, more please. I don't know how I don't know how <laughs> these things like. There's been no interviews or whatever with any of these. So I, I don't like. I have no context for how many of these are. are how were these? How was it decided? Like, did they decide to do these? Yeah. Did the writers pitch these? Were these like inventory stories that were going to appear? I mean, I know they're from the Walmart, you know, the hundred page giants or whatever, but. Um, I, with the exception of one interview with Gail Simone about The Flash, I, I have no idea like how long any of these series are going to run or mm-hmm. how long they're going to have these creators on them or mm-hmm. or what. like. And they, they're all over the place. Like the Swamp things things started off kind of self-contained but then became sort of a larger, more continuing story. The Flash was, was very continuing. The Batman one has been just self-contained stories. Mm-hmm. The Aquaman one was mostly self-contained one and now they're doing a three-parter um the superman one was mostly self-contained and then there was a two-parter at the end so the structurally they're all over the place yeah
1: i also think that it's hilarious uh when you read the ending of swamp thing and the the idiots who lock themselves away in the bunker come out how prescient was that when it was written and drawn because it was certainly before this week so (laughs) yeah (laughs) all of it was well in motion and it was released this week wasn't it and then two days later what happens yeah
0: it was released on sunday yeah
1: yeah (laughs) so that's that's a bit of funny irony funny timing um
0: or last sunday i'm not sure when it comes out on Sundays. i just can't remember if we also have another issue of that already or not i i don't i'm sure we do it doesn't matter yeah anyway yeah no those are really good
1: very good very good keep Keep it up.
0: <laughs> so for your quiz this week, I don't really have much of a pretense for this one. I guess if you needed to find one, it would be the release of the classic seasons of The Simpsons and their original aspect ratio on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to quiz you about Simpsons quotes.
1: Oh, God help so me. So I'm going to give All you right. a quote,
0: okay? Uh-huh. Yep. And then for half a point, you have to tell me who said it. And yep. if it wasn't like a main character, you can just say, oh, it was like some guy from this company or sure. some guy from this... Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Um, and then for the other half a point, you have to prove to me that you know, like, what episode it was from. You don't need to know the name of it, because even God. I don't know the, don't know the names of okay. all the episodes, but you have to be like, oh, that was the monorail episode, or that sure. was the casino episode, or that was the Mr. Plow episode.
1: Okay, I, okay? if you get too far into the weeds, I won't know, but right. anyway, Are you let's ready? go. Yeah.
0: Okay, number one. I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. So who, who, whose line was that?
1: Um... Oh, and you just quoted this to me the other day, which is why it's on the quiz, of course. Um, oh, that was Kent Brockman.
0: Correct. And what was the episode?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't remember.
0: It was uh, the one where Homer goes into space.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Number two. You've brought, and trust me, I could deliver these lines with the exact inflections from the episodes, but I'm doing it purposefully flat so as not to clue you in, okay? Right. But trust, mm-hmm. but trust me, I could I could I could do it beat for beat. All right, number two, yeah, you've brought great joy to this old Italian stereotype.
1: <laughs> um, well, that was. Um... <sighs> that was the um the the restaurant owner at the uh, at luigi's i think no it was not
0: it was not no no
1: was it tony no it was it was the
0: the no it was his it was like the boss of bosses don vittorio dimaggio i think was his name but he was like the old wizened withered um head head of the head of the head of the mob basically i thought the guy that even fat tony reported to oh okay what was the what was the episode plot do you remember
1: no, I have no idea. No. That
0: was the one where Homer became a, a fill-in oh, Krusty the Clown. That's funny. Okay. Okay. Number I... three, we found a missing Brazilian soccer team working in your reactor core.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, no, I don't remember that. Uh, was it? Was it Smithers? No. Was it Burns?
0: No. Not in neither of those cases would it make much sense for them to say your reactor core. I have no idea. No, it was some guy from like the government, a government inspection guy who was there to inspect the plant for safety violations and and bring it up to code and everything. Okay. Right. And the context of the episode was that they forced Mr. Burns to reverse his sexist hiring policies and hire at least one woman. So that was when they brought in Mindy,
1: um, oh, who right.
0: then she and Homer had you know the uh
1: huh the, the crush will on they, won't they, Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Number four. Stupid babies need the most attention. <laughs>
1: Is that a Homer quote? No. (laughs) No, it's a Bart quote.
0: No. No, you clearly don't know this one. This was someone from, I'm not sure if it was like actually Child Protective Services, but it was the equivalent. And it was the one where um, (laughs) the kids are sent next door to live with the Flanders because Homer and Marge are deemed to be unfit parents.
1: Oh, right. And they had to take a parenting course to get them back. Yeah. Okay.
0: Garbage in garbage can. Hmm, Makes sense. All right. Number five. Homer, on your way out, if you want to kill somebody, it would help me a lot.
1: <laughs> that was Scorpio. Full name? Um, um, no, I can't remember. Like Frank E. Scorpio That's or something Frank Frankie I Scorpio. I don't know. I don't no, know. Hank Scorpio. Hank Scorpio. Yeah. Hank is so far away from Frank. How could I have been mistaken?
0: Frank Scorpio sounds like a another mob boss character. <laughs> Frankie Scorpio he was
1: like a different mob boss he just wasn't Italian no
0: he was a super villain he wasn't he was a mob a super boss completely he was different.
1: a villain boss all right yeah. so
0: clearly you remember what episode that was yeah. from anyway. all right number six I'll hide under some coats and hope that somehow everything will work out
1: <laughs> Um, that's Homer
0: right what was the episode
1: I'm trying to remember Um. oh gosh well he's faced with conflict so much that it just it boggles the mind I couldn't pick just one um, the one where he needs to go back to college. Yes, that's right. Awesome, go me.
0: All right, so you got one, two, two and a half, two and a half out of I'll six. I'll
1: take it two and a half. Pretty good. Not
0: bad. Okay, so this week we've got three shows. We haven't watched Our Girl yet because you were we worked late last night. But we've got three shows. So we've got the season premiere of Agents of Shield, and we've got Legends of Tomorrow and Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Do you want to save Agents of Shield for last, since I feel like
1: it's a premiere probably, and we got more yeah. to say about it? Sure. So
0: Legends, this one was this one was really good. This was the penultimate episode of the season. It was oh called, my god, it was, it was called, so
1: freaking good! It was, oh. called, it
0: was called the one where we're trapped on TV, which yes. is an obvious homage to the way that Friends would title their episodes. I say that not having ever seen a single episode of Friends. Um,
1: do you know, I saw Friends and I never, ever, ever, ever retained a single one of their titles. Well, I, I just thought it was a I those think those that episodes. they didn't,
0: I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the, that they put the title on no, the screen, they right? Didn't. So you would have to, I don't know how people would learn the titles. I don't even with, know. From the internet or DVD right, boxes it just, or what?
1: I watched that yeah. show and it would just, I wish more, know, more Star- shows
0: would do that. Star Trek shows do that. Do, yeah. Does Discovery even do it anymore? Discovery and Picard didn't do it, did they? No,
1: they, Discovery does it.
0: Discovery puts the episode title on the screen? I don't think it does. Classic Star Trek oh, did. Oh, my gosh, I wish more shows would right. do that. I don't know why they don't. I, I don't know why people think that no, it's no. But how, know,
1: how do we know that? Oh, we know the episodes because we have like a streaming service. Because we have the internet <laughs> and we no, because in the streaming service. Well, it yeah, gives all you the sorts title. of ways. Yes, that, but I mean, you're right; it doesn't air them, huh? Okay. I wish
0: I wish they would part make it part of the episode proper because it can be a cool way of you know just starting just it setting a mood and like giving people like a, a taste of you know plus just yeah, for consistency short films start, have a title start, start track episodes have should have yeah. the title anyway huh. um so yeah so here we get basically charlie has had to hide the legends in a bunch of different tv shows so we get this back and forth between this orwellian society which with this very gray, gray color palette and everybody's mm-hmm. like a drone it's very you know as i said orwellian yeah um and meanwhile it's cutting to like there's a friend's pastiche and a star trek pastiche and a was there was a third one downtown third, abbey oh the Downton Abbey oh my bed, god yeah. so the actors get to have a little i mean this whole show is really just <laughs> oh nice, yeah, just for the just actors played. to have a lot of fun
1: yeah
0: i mean but matt ryan gets to play a butler so
1: good and he's pretty improper katie, 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 katie lots gets to do
0: william shatner as james kirk
1: just so good no and and Nate don't and under, get to hey, do don't underestimate how amazing um ava sharps um spock was because she also nailed it yeah everybody
0: and, was really good in it. so but one of the things that's so great about the show and we say the same thing about harley quinn every week is how they is how they have it be really funny but there's also real character development mm-hmm. and heart to the episodes mm-hmm. you know like yeah this was something you can't really say about all the, the CW shows where like they're either like some of the other shows sometimes like you know in those some of the lesser seasons of Arrow for example where they're really dark but it's not the darkness doesn't really feel like it's in service of anything because there's also not really a lot of heart to the episodes like it's just it's it seems hollow you know but you can also go too far the other way and there's been episodes of like you know, maybe Supergirl or The Flash, where they're really, like, light and fun. Right. But it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of substance there either. Whereas this this show, it can go from being dark at times and sad at times to being light and fun. But there's still... You still feel the stakes and you still feel that there's real heart. And you still... The characters don't seem like too... Even though they're in a light sort of the closest these shows come to being like farcical or a comedy, Mm -hmm. the characters don't feel like they're diminished by that. They still feel like themselves. I mean, you know, heat wave is kind of the closest, I guess you could say to being like kind of a, I don't know, like a two dimensional character in the show, like kind of like a stock cartoon character in the show, like the stock criminal tough guy character. But even he has gotten more development recently with the whole thing with his daughter. Right. Um, and so, I mean, even in such a f- fun, silly episode, you still get, you know, those actual developments happening and actual character developments. And the the idea that... So, I mean, at the end, you get Zari split into two again, and everybody remembers the original Zari. So, I guess, is that going to stick? I mean, I have to think that one of them is probably going to, like, retire, basically, because I don't think they could do every episode next season where they're doing the whole, like you've got to film it twice and you got to reposition the actress. Right. And, and I don't think, so one of them is going to probably leave the ship. Who knows? I don't know which one, but I, it's cool that they both get to live their lives now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so cool where you think that this is just like, it's seemingly random what shows these characters are thrown into and why and what roles they're playing in those shows. And then the reveal at the end is that it's all based on what Charlie heard them say when they talked about if they could change something about their life, what would they change? You know, Mick wanted to go back to being a criminal. That was awesome. You know, Ava and... And And he uh, had
1: amazing hair. (laughs) Ava
0: and Sarah wanted to be co-captains forever. You know, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Zari obviously wanted her brother back. And you know what I mean? And Nate
1: wanted his best bud back.
0: Right. And John wanted to be able to give... um, Ask for her Astra. mother back and be able and, to look after her, right? Yeah. And Astro wanted her mother back, right? Yeah. Like so it, and it was really I mean, these aren't like to do these right aren't shocking Astra, character insights, but just structurally speaking, the idea that they that they put that much thought into mm-hmm. it and that it worked so well and didn't seem forced despite the fact that they had to you know fit all of those into those slots yeah. was really impressive and they actually you know did there was
1: a lot of depth there yeah, yeah. and they
0: got to and the the actual parodies of the shows <laughs> were fantastic were, were really good were and the,
1: beyond and amazing. then they bring mona
0: back and have her and gary be like the two everyman characters that are trying to upset the yeah. or, this new order and yeah i mean there was a lot they packed a lot into this episode yeah yeah it was re- really densely plotted and like really great character stuff and a lot of funny stuff and i mean very impressive also that this was um you know, Arrowverse, one of the Arrowverse grand poobahs, I guess you could say alongside Greg Berlanti, and maybe you could put Jeff Johns in that category too. Mark Guggenheim, um, who's, who's a writer by trade and has never, and you know, now largely a producer, although he's also writing. Um, he also writes occasionally, he writes some of these episodes and he's writing, what is he writing now? He's writing, oh, that's right. He's writing that, he's writing, uh, uh, a script for a a movie based on an old Rob Liefeld character from the early days of Image Comics called Prophet. I'm like, that's a weird, weird thing for him to be doing, but maybe he's a big fan of that character. But this was his directorial debut. I think that it's really you knew that we talked about this but I feel like it's I feel like (laughs) it's I get to
1: experience things on multiple times it's a
0: pretty hard one to start with yeah because you've got all these different styles that you've got to like I mean usually a oftentimes a legends episode will be a completely different style than the one before but this one had four or five completely different styles just within one episode
1: yeah but you know what though everything from the lighting
0: to the the is it
1: wrong of me that I would actually take that assignment rather than trying to fit my style to something that exists and trying not to mess it up.
0: But that's just the, that's the travails of being a format. director on it's a TV true. show. I mean usually you'd like the whoever does the pilot, you know, like Fringe or whatever, JJ or Lost. Right. JJ Abrams directs the pilot. Everybody then has to Fall in ape that same style that. Yeah. for years, right? Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Whoever directed the first episode of ER, I can't Gets remember who it, it was. But here's the thing. But everybody that, has to do, every, but you that's know, Tommy Slami on West Wing, everybody does that style for seven but years. But that's right?
1: what I'm telling you. This particular episode was so off format and allowed a lot of room to play uh, in terms of playing around with different right, styles. Right, but it's, I feel like
0: this kind of and a... And yeah,
1: you had to actually... He, oh man, an it's a give and take, there's right? There's an element because of
0: you've got to walk before you can run though, right? If I was a first time TV director... I think I would prefer to do like a safe episode first and mm. then really start to strut my stuff. I wouldn't want it. This really feels like being thrown by his own choice, but really sure. being thrown into the deep end of the pool. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not like he has zero experience because he's been overseeing they the shows. And right. so he knows what's involved. Right. He knows and what I'm sure that do, he's but. been
1: through the training camp. If you guys have been... Uh, um, you know, watching Steve, Steve Amel, Stephen Stephen Amell's um, new podcast with where he asked people how they did certain things. The Katie Lotts episode, uh, she actually discussed how you have to go through basically director boot camp before you're allowed to direct an episode. So I'm sure that, you know, even though he's a first time director and so was she on an earlier episode of the show, um, they they did have to go through a mandatory training before they were even allowed to.
0: I would imagine considered. so. I've really only no, heard that she, in the... She, con- said, she said so. Well, I've really only heard that in the context of like, mostly you hear people talking about it when they're the actors that then want to go direct. But I imagine it also
1: it has to apply to the other people like producers a producer and direct. stuff like that I obviously I'm, they're
0: coming at it from two different directions and so it is kind of a different situation it but may be still. a different
1: situation but that's why you have to go through this boot camp where you basically shadow yeah, people presumably. you follow along you you work the process or at least an abbreviated
0: or at least an abbreviated version of it at least because well, yeah. I mean, they, they would have a completely different skill set one could argue exactly. A more applicable Catered to exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. exactly but it was mm-hmm. a
0: really good episode I think you did a, a really good job
1: agreed Yeah, I mean, that was it was a very nice episode. It was great. And it's funny, because like, I was just saying that you have a lot of room to play at the same time, you do have to ape the styles of three different shows and create some sort of your spin on an Orwellian uh, dystopian future as well. So like I mean I haven't that seen
0: that. any Downton Abbey so I mean obviously you were remarking no, on how well, you, you were remarking on how like the fake title sequence was very on point but then oh once God, you actually yeah. get into the manner or the whatever the same
1: thing the color palette is, is incredibly well, palette, similar
0: yeah. I'm just wondering if like the way the, the angles
1: shot, too is yeah it, mm-hmm.
0: the way the shots were staged no, does it have seriously. a particular style?
1: It does. The, the it's way, a lot of wide angles and very serious close-ups. But so, what I
0: most of these three, the only one which are slightly that from
1: an up angle. So yeah, I mean the the style was really really close. Of these similar. three, the
0: only one that I've ever seen any of is obviously Star Trek, and the style that was used for the the Star Trek pastiche. Didn't really see, it, with the exception of the way the shots of the ships in space were yeah. framed, but yeah. the shots of them like on the bridge.
1: Well, it was a different bridge because they had two chairs, so I think that's what's throwing. Yeah, you. but it
0: wasn't really it, it the, wasn't really shot in the way like the original Star Trek series was. It was a much more of a modern way of shooting, with oh, the camera I moving see around. Mean. Like,
1: okay, I hear you. So I, hear I, you. I was
0: just curious. Like, I, I get. So that it's
1: it's Discovery filming technique it's with closer. a it's modern. Uh, f- uh, with the original Wh- series set.
0: Whereas with the Friends thing, basically. I do recognize that it was definitely shot in the manner of like oh my god yeah a, whatever it is a two or a three camera sitcom with the yeah. fourth wall of the thing missing mm-hmm. and there's like a studio audience like I, I got all that because I've seen sitcoms even if I sure. haven't seen Friends yeah. but the, the Downton Abbey thing I haven't watched any histor- British historical dramas so I don't know if like that. they have You're a missing particular
1: Some of them are you know good. shooting I, style <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything but there's a certain event that maybe drop off forever but uh, anyway so Downton Abbey fans you know Downton abbey fans know it's when judy
0: dench had <laughs> and, to ride a, a jet ski uh, over right, a shark it, right
1: yeah it was a bebo actually i see it okay. was a 18th it was a 19th century bebo um plushy sewn, huge
0: so huge. harley quinn this week this was another good one this was called bachelorette this was about ivy's bachelorette party on themiscera
1: Amazing.
0: pretty important developments in the relationship between he- her and harley <laughs> yeah. and some, some fun uh, appearances from you know they bring back nora freeze and catwoman's there yeah. again and there's like this woman jennifer that was like just I- random ivy knew from when they were kids i thought kids. for sure
1: she was a red shirt i thought for sure she was going to go belly up by the end of the episode and it was hilarious to see her contribution to this episode it was yeah horrifying. and then like is <laughs> in there
0: and there's a little bit of lex luther and there's the whole thing with harley and ivy mm-hmm. you know getting closer and everything yeah it was another really good episode so there's three left in this season yep And i'm assuming they're gonna do more but this is like this will be the end of the original you know episode order it mm-hmm. would have to be renewed based on its merits which i'm assuming it will although um, yeah. with the future of dc universe kind of like well now there's hbo max so but i mean titans has got a season three coming and young justice has a season four coming so it seems like they're still renewing things yeah i imagine soon we'll hear about a season two of star girl even though we're only a third of the way through the season it just seems like it's got to be apparently when it premiered on the cw it was like their second highest rated premiere in years or something like that so it's it's doing well on the cw also so i think i have to think the star girl is going to come back too um so then agents of shield so it's the season premiere of the final season this one's called the new deal this was a lot of fun so apparently the actors have said that it's it's fun to get because i feel like and you know this is i think this is definitely true that a lot and the show has never had the biggest budget but I feel like it must have been reduced over time, which is not uncommon for some of these, for some of these like mid to low rated, mm-hmm. um, like in the ratings, not in terms of like critical reception, um, sort of action adventure sci-fi shows. I remember like Angel got its budget drastically cut for the fifth season, which right. is why most of the scenes were just like them sitting in an office building. Um but i really feel like for a few seasons now most of agents of shield has felt like the characters standing around in in like vaguely sci-fi or or military bunker style hallways yeah. or offices yeah. either in space or in the shield bunker or in a different shield bunker that's <laughs> under a lighthouse you know what i mean like a lot of corridors right so the actors have said that they really enjoyed this season getting like i don't know how much of it was on location how much of it was some kind of backlot but at least it was outdoors right yeah at least a lot of it was was outdoors.
1: yeah and different different settings so they're
0: getting to stretch the rings a little bit and they're getting to have a bit more fun Mm -hmm. than they have i feel like in a couple Mm -hmm. of seasons i this is i I like it when a show that's like a, a sort of a fan favorite cult show like this a genre show where the last season kind of feels like a bit of a victory lap you know, Arrow did that. It's kind. Of, it's kind of fun when they do that. You know, like let's bring back some old faces, like in this one, Patton Oswald, right? Or the 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 Mal- Gideon Malick getting in name at least, even if it's not right. Powers Booth because you know he passed away. Yep. Um, but and I feel like we're going to see more. You know, characters from earlier seasons that we haven't characters or actors from earlier seasons that we. I imagine they're going to have to have one more Grant Ward appearance, right? Brett Dalton's got to come back for something. It's the final season, and he was a regular for three or four years, right? Right. They're going to have to have him back for something, probably Reed Diamond, and I'm trying to think of who else. Um, maybe Deathlock, Georg <laughs> G- August Richards <laughs> could come back for one more. Oh, they had him in the hundredth episode. so good. Right,
1: yeah, that'd reason. be really good.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, they could do stuff like that. And again, it's just, this is like a fun thing for them to go. And, and you know, the main thing you've got here is that we've, we've got essentially a new Coulson, right? Who's the closest to the original Coulson yeah. that we've had in a while. Because last year we had Sarge, right. who was just like basically an when ultimately evil alien kind of wearing his face. Yeah. Through weird like cosmic shenanigans that I I'm only now like half remembering like why it was because when Coulson died there was this like some synchronicity where some other alien like happened to be created at the same time and so it took Coulson's face because it yeah. was in the like I don't even remember what that was um but now we essentially have Coulson but it's Coulson like
1: 2.0 as a as
0: a and as a, a robot that's basically like yeah. not well, in like a bad way but yeah. it is, he's he's essentially Coulson indistinguishable from the real Coulson this was like maybe a little bit more Self doubt in terms of like, am I really Colson? Am right. I? And you know, this he's is going through the a little age bit of an age old question crisis of stuff like this. But and, also, yeah. he essentially has superpowers, right? Because he's super yeah. strong and bulletproof now. So he kind of gets to be the superhero. It's nice. I was it's like a victory lap for him too, I know, right? Because he's nice. always been the guy that looked up to the superheroes. Right. Even going all the way back to I guess oh, I
1: know Captain America's going. You know, first going, you know his, his,
0: he was a Captain America fanboy. Well, that was Coulson's like fourth appearance, but it was the first uh, time yeah, they were t- they were together. They were, that was the movie that yeah. really gave him the character. Was when Joss Whedon yeah. wrote him in the. Oh, I mean, he was great. Even going all the way back to the original Iron Man, but there he was like purposefully, like, uh, very much the suit, you know?
1: Right, Whereas sure. it wasn't
0: until Avengers that he got a first name. Yeah, Iron got, Man,
1: yeah, we're we learned having the meeting he had, right, he now, had this, right now. He
0: had this girlfriend who was a cellist, and then obviously he dies tragically, and yep. he motivates the team. Um But yeah, so now he finally gets to actually have kind of superpowers. Yep. Um And I feel like, I wonder what, what they'll do with him at the end. Like, will he be deactivated? And so, because they were originally going to end, they were going to end the show with Coulson dying, right? Because sure. season five, where he where the last we see him is on that beach with May, mm-hmm. that was going to be the final season. Yeah. And then they got essentially one more pickup, but it was for like two half seasons, but essentially like a one full season pickup. Right. And so they're like, well, we don't want to do it without Clark Gregg, so we'll do the Sarge thing, right? And then, right. well, you know, for the final, final season, we'll kind of have a, a character that's like more familiar Coulson, so fans get to see him one more time. But yep. they were going to end the show with Coulson dying before. I have to think they're going to come back to that. So I think this ends with... I mean, I, everybody kind of got to say goodbye to the real Coulson. So it's not that they didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Right. But I think that, you know, this will end with them. De- either this either this Coulson will die heroically, saving everybody. Right. Or he'll want to be deactivated after this threat is over. And they'll honor his wishes and they'll get to say goodbye. They'll get to be there with him maybe as he quote unquote dies in the way that nobody but May presumably was able to be with the real Coulson. Right. Um, and that will be it. And the show will end. You know, the show started with him coming back basically and it will end with him, you know, put the toys back in the toy box as it were, right? Yeah. Even though they're clearly no longer concerned with being in the movie continuity at all. Witness how last season didn't reference the events of Infinity War or Endgame at all, right? Right. Now we're basically operating in like some sort of like branch timeline or something, right? Right. Whereas in the movies Colson never came back, this show is taking place in some alternate timeline where he did, you know? Right. For all intents and purposes. So they don't need to put the toys back in the toy box per se and it wouldn't affect the movies at all, but you know, Yep. I think that it would be an appropriate way to end it, but he's clearly getting to have a lot of fun here. It's fun to see the actors put in this different situation with like different clothes and having to adopt different attitudes. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, having, oh him, my having gosh. to
0: tiptoe around some of the. When the Daisy was met. Yep.
1: I'm, uh, when Daisy was met with the sexist cop at the front um, and her comeback for that, that scene warmed my soul. <laughs> I just. Please, please, please YouTube it. Seriously. If you don't even like the show, if you don't even watch the show, if you've never even seen the show, do yourself a favor and just look for that clip. That clip is everything. Oh, my gosh. Where she tells off the cop and very gently threatens him in such a way that he almost poops his pantaloons. It was delicious. It was so wonderful. Okay. <laughs> I'm over it. Okay. Moving yeah. on. It was really good. Yeah, it was a I very I don't really have a lot episode. else to say about it. I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it it wasn't, wasn't a
0: perfectly not you know, deep episode. I love it was the a twist at the end. The it
1: was really fun. It was an interesting twist at the end where they literally Yeah, they have think to they're going save... after. Right. They think they're the going to save it, I'm FDR. I'm completely blanking. Yeah, I want yeah. to say Roosevelt. Yeah, FDR. FDR. Yeah, I, mean,
0: I know that that's what the R stands for, but in my head, I'm like, <laughs> in the episode, they weren't calling him Roosevelt. They were calling him FDR, but of course, that's, that's why. Yeah, they were saying um,
1: Governor Roosevelt, but only out of like, um, yeah historical context. and then it turns out
0: that they're after this kid that we've been seeing throughout the episode that yep. ends up being i guess the father probably not the grandfather i guess the father of i they do say father don't yeah, they, they of do. gideon malik which was powers booth's character from you know the avengers and then later agents of shield yep. and, you know basically the head of hydra from like this family that i like, guess like ruled hydra for a while i guess the, was that the thing was that the backstory that his family had been in charge of Hydra he for supposedly a while? This kid started hydra but no he's he was only like 60 years old. Hydra'd been around. Well, remember we talked about this? that that season specifically revealed the
1: cult, that the cult no 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 no. The cult that worshiped the 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 Cthulhu face demon monster whatever. The hive, you know, demon monster Yeah, but Malek did not start the modern version of Hydra, either. He did, right, Red
0: Skull did. He he turned Hydra from being this in this in the continuity of the, right. again this is nowhere in the movies but in the in the version in this show i guess we're to believe that red skull sort of appropriated this ancient alien worshiping cult and turned it into like this nazi pseudoscience
1: well yes and we no yeah right yes and no but if you do the math i mean that happened in the 40s and we're in the 30s so right so
0: this malik maybe is the right. maybe is was some sort of acquaintance of red skull but because even powers booth character would have been too young Right, right. He would have been. Oh yeah. Ten years before he was born in the 40s, Right, right? exactly. Powers Booth wasn't that old. He wasn't a hundred. He was maybe like sixty five or seventy. Right, right? So, exactly. Yeah, so maybe we'll see. We'll see some of that tie We're in. We're seeing here, maybe. the
1: formation of the organization Hydra as is, um, as is established. Right, and in they
0: the, need to the save Hydra. Whatever happened need...
1: before that, whatever cult existed before that, with a different name or a different agenda or anything else like that. Whatever we call Hydra, I'm talking about the more recent, like the 80-year-old organization that they've been fighting in Shield. So right,
0: and our guys need to save Hydra because
1: without Hydra, there is no Shield.
0: Well, there is some, there is arguably some version of Shield, but not the version of Shield from their their history, right? Exactly. If they want to preserve their timeline, Shield right. needs to gradually take because over. Because FDR and Hydra this a needs concern, to gradually right. take over Shield after World War II. Just like it did. Because whatever organization
1: FDR supposedly um, uh, started and spearheaded as president was reappropriated to become the shield that we know. They
0: said that FDR, and I think this is new information, but they said that FDR um, FDR oversaw the transition from the SSR. Which is what it is in the original Captain America to Shield, and we know that Howard Stark and Peggy Carter and people like that were 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 there in that Mm -hmm. transition. But we learned that it was like you know Roosevelt was in office, I guess, at the time when that happened, and it was his you know presidential decree that 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 led to this happening. Um, But we know that we're not going to be. Well, yeah, that makes
1: perfect sense because he was. Yeah, and we know we're not just going to be
0: we're not just going to be in this time because we know we're going to at least see the the time frame of the Agent Carter TV series because we know there's at least one cameo from one of those characters coming up in this show. So we're right. not going to just be in this time. We're going to be jumping to different points in Shield's history. I have to think are they going to are they going to be able to go the whole season without any without a cameo from Hayley Atwell? It's going to have to be something, right? Even oh, though even I though they that. kind of even though her character has gotten her ending basically. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this would be well But then you raise, hmm, I don't want to spoil the end of Endgame, but then you kind of raise more questions, right? Like,
1: don't, 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 don't. Which
0: timeline are we in now if she's, right?
1: Well, first off, it's. If she's single. It's like. (laughs) If they go to the 50s and she's single. stop it, stop it. Again, they're in the 30s and they're staying here for a little while because whatever they need to do... Right, but in we, know there, we know they're not going to stay there because we know sure.
0: that characters from the Agent Carter TV series are going to show up, which means that there's going to be at least one episode that takes place in the late 40s, early 50s, whenever that series was. So.
1: Right, but it doesn't have to be... Okay, all right. I, I can just, I can justify it but in if the you're pre-branch timeline. If line. you're
0: jumping around to like the highlights of S.H.I.E.L.D. history, I mean, who's the most... Aside from Nick Fury and maybe... I guess maybe you could put Colson up there too, but who's who's the most to us, the audience, not in universe, to us, the audience, who's the most like famous sh- person associated with Shield? It's Peggy Carter, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like if the show course. show is ending, there, and she's been in several episodes, oh yeah, even though it was years ago, um, I kind of feel like they would need to have her in there. If it's like if they're canvassing the entire history of Shield, heck, maybe they could even get um, Dominic something, right? I can't remember the actor who played Howard Stark in. Right. He original, went on to
1: play Preacher. Yeah, yeah. Who was Dominic. In preacher. Oh. I want to
0: say Dominic Purcell. That's not it. I want nope. to say Dominic Monaghan. That's not it. No. Um, it'll come to me later. But be if they. It'd be fun if they could get him too. Because I think Preacher ended. So yeah. <laughs> what was he doing these days? Um,
1: what's Haley Atwell doing these days?
0: I don't know. She yeah. she
1: stage work or yeah they
0: they she couldn't do more Agent Carter they they're they're talking about you know it was canceled and there was a while they were talking about doing a revival but she'd already gotten a, a there job another there was talk about a movie for her one as well. season
1: yeah
0: I mean I don't um, know so I think
1: she voiced the what ifs
0: everybody's in the what ifs yeah pretty much everybody I've heard there's been conflicting reports as to whether Robert Downey Jr is reprising his role for the right. what ifs but literally everybody else from the movies is going to be doing no what. No
1: kidding. That's so nice. So that's yeah, awesome. she's in
0: there. She's she's going to be she's going to be like in the Captain Britain one basically. She's going <laughs> yeah, to be in the I one know. where she gets the super soldier serum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I that's know exactly to be, which episode she she's in. She probably be in, in more. more of them too because yeah. if if each what if is going to be like a what if variation on one of the movies, she was in a bunch of those movies. So right. I would imagine that she's going to show up in more than just that one. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. yeah. I could, I could imagine her being really good at voiceover too, because she's, oh, yeah. she always has like a lot of nuance in her vocal inflections. It's not just a lot of actors, you know. Someone like, someone like Chris, someone like Chris Evans is yeah. fantastic, uh-huh. but oftentimes his, his. A lot his of times, delivering. it's more his physicality and his facial expressions, yeah. his and facial less expressions less so do his do a actual. Like, if you just listen to a recording of his lines, you yeah. wouldn't be as impressed. Yeah. But I feel like, versus yeah. say Robert Downey Jr., where there's a lot going on in like the cadence and yeah. the, the you know the ly- the lyrical nature. Yeah, of the voice, he makes right? all
1: of it work together like a beautiful harmony.
0: Yeah, but I can hear. I can imagine Haley. Oh being yeah, because she uh, she has a very. Dis- she must have done some voiceover. She must have done something for like a Pixar movie or something at this point, right? Because she has. She's such a. Got such a distinctive voice. I've seen a
1: voice. lot of Pixar. I've never, she must have done something
0: for some CG, some kids maybe, movie or some TV series or something. I don't she must know. have done. Was she on The Simpsons one time? She must have been.
1: <laughs> okay, now you're just I anyway. Don't
0: know. But I imagine they'll try to get her for something this season too. See now, yeah. I want to
1: look up her IMDb.
0: It's going to be fun. So 13 <laughs> yeah. episodes, and then it's over. Wow. And this is the last, right? Yeah. This is the last vestige of the old Marvel TV. All the Netflix shows are gone. The Hulu shows are gone. So it's the a what, fun The Hulu farewell. shows they were going to do are now not happening. Yeah. Um.
1: So it's another reason to.
0: This is it. It's this is falling
1: down This is head. over
0: and then it's the Disney the Disney Plus yeah, Kevin Feige Marvel mm-hmm. Studios era begins with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier later this year. We would we would have it in we would have it basically now. I think they were going to it was going to start in June or July, but for the coronavirus thing. Yeah. But presumably later this year we'll get Falcon and Winter Soldier, we'll get WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe they filmed
1: there? a whole bunch of it already, like who knows, post Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think I remember
0: reading they were most of the way done. They were filming in Prague, and then everything shut down. I remember reading a couple of weeks ago they got the okay to resume, right? Because they're more over it in Prague than they than they are here. Yeah. Um. So they got the okay to resume, and then but then post production has to happen, and a lot of that would be here. Yeah. So that yeah. slowed down also. By the end of the year, I imagine we'll get Falcon and Winter Soldier and I'm Trying to think, I'm blanking on what what the other, you know, one of the. Because weren't there like three that were? always it's Hawkeye, but that's not filming yet. Um. Was it just those two that were going to be part of the initial... I feel like I'm blanking. There was, like, a third series that was, like, one of the three that they initially oh, announced. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, not Captain America. Um, I mean, there's
0: others that they've announced. Oh, um, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk. But those are... The Moon Knight, but those are going to be later. Right. Anyway, it'll come to me later. But, yeah, so that'll be, that'll be the new era where I'll all be... Kevin Feige overseeing it'll all be on Disney+. Plus.
1: Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah, transition period. It's for our shows. Yep. Yeah, I love Agents of Sheila. I really, really do. Um, Yeah, I love all our shows. So if you want to reach out, we have an email address, mailbag at smartspodcast.com. Our Twitter handle is at smartspodcast. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash smartspodcast. And our website is www.smartspodcast.com. I'll say it again, smartspodcast.com. I rushed through it. Sorry. Um, How about a funny sound for us? I don't have one. I love you. Ah, that's a good one. Ah.